Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles, talking football, and they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid, but what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. And uh, whoever blew the whistle, is that you, Eddie, last time? Yeah, no, okay. no, 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 I didn't. Oh, right, Kevin, right. you can start us off. All right, let's go. Uh, 25 Whistles is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Make sure you download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in the action. DraftKings Sportsbook, that's what you get. DraftKings Sportsbook and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. What up, everybody? Good? Yeah. Good. Good. So here's what we'll do. We'll warm up with two questions. Uh, when I come to you, I want your height, your weight, and the town you were born in. Ready? <laughs> All right. Uh, the question is, what is your favorite non-dirty body part to have massaged? Of all your body parts. It can't be a dirty part. Whoa. What's oh, your favorite earth. non-dirty part? I tell you why, because I got a massage yesterday. Okay. I, a friend of mine, there are four of us, me and my wife, and a buddy and his wife, and we were going to get a massage because the women wanted to get massages. First of all, the dudes backed out. We were like, eh, we're good. I'm not a massage guy. I don't like massage. If I get injured, which happens a decent amount because I train probably harder than I should for no reason whatsoever, I will get like my leg worked on or my shoulder worked on. I don't like just going to get rubbed because oh. I don't. I don't like <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I don't okay, like it. Okay, I don't okay. like it. I don't like the. It's greasy. They're lotioning. I don't, I don't like any of it. They either go too hard. I'm too embarrassed to tell them to, to go easier or they're going too soft and I just don't want to go Give it to me harder. I, there's just it's just it's a no win for me in this situation. I just don't like it for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I go in now and they'll be like, "What are the areas you'd like to have rubbed?" And I yeah. know my areas now, and I will tell them, "Focus on this." And I always wear a watch. I need to know where I am in the massage too at all times. So the watch I have on now is glow in the dark as well. It's a nice watch. That's not it, relaxing to know the time. Yeah. Like you gotta <laughs> yeah, just yeah, enjoy I need it. To know the time everywhere You're I go all the time. I know. But. I need to know the time. I need to know how much time is left. I need to know if I'm having a good time. I gotta brace myself because it's about to be over. <laughs> I need to know if I'm having a bad time. That it's only it's Terrible. gonna be over in this many minutes. Yep. Like that's me all the time. I always gotta know time. I gotta be places. Um, and so we, the, my buddy goes. I don't want to get a massage. I don't like massages. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> and so we cancel it. We cancel our part of it. We're supposed to do it like 3 p.m. We cancel our half of it. And so we go and we're, we're doing some shooting, some clay pigeon shooting. 
And I don't know. I think my buddy was like, is kicking him a little too hard. And he's like, oh, I guess I could go get my neck done. He's, and he told, told my wife, could you get us back in that massage? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go, and he's really, uh, he's really nervous. He has crazy anxiety. He gets in his own head about massages. And so he texts like one minute before the massage. He goes, I don't think I can do this. And I'm putting my phone up in the locker right in this house. I don't want to have to talk him down. I don't give a crap. I'm just going to go and get it over with. And so I can hear him in the room next to me talking to the person the whole time. So I'm trying to get relaxed. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get to it. I wish they would have let you pick the, like the uh, Pandora, iHeart channel, Spotify channel of like an artist. I could go, I'll take John Mayer. And they play nice. all the songs that are like John Mayer. But they don't. It's always like, in you with an extra flute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should let you So just let music. me pick my John. Uh, I'm not going to pick yeah. every song. I don't need an aux cord. <laughs> just let me pick a, my dentist. Well, let me pick the music. I go in. He's like, what kind of music would you like? So really? I, he has Pandora. Maybe switch to iHeart now because he knows I come in. I'm not sure, but I'll pick one artist and they do the whole station of it. So I'll go in and go like John Mayer or Casey Musgraves or Coldplay. And I, I go Coldplay, but no anthem songs. Oh, yeah. No you electric. don't want that. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want sad Coldplay. No yeah. Viva Russia, La Vida. Russia yeah. blood to the head or <laughs> yeah. nothing. <laughs> the dentist does that. And so, but they don't do this at any massage place that I've been to. That's fine. I go in. I'm nervous. I have pimples on my back. I'm already embarrassed. I have moles on my back. And so I'm like, great. I get the massage. I, will, I tell her to rub the parts that I like rub the most. I don't even flip over anymore. I go, don't flip me over. <laughs> Because that is that never feels good. Yeah. I don't like it when they're up top of my the chest. chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no like way. it. I don't no know way. what they, I don't know what they think feels good about that, but it doesn't. Nothing. <laughs> Not I don't like all. any of it. One time, a lady kissed me on my forehead when it was over. That's well, crazy. Bizarre oh. thing I've ever been into. <laughs> yeah. And so I go in, I get done, I walk out, and I'm like, okay, that felt pretty good because I just stayed on my parts, on my parts that I liked. And so my buddy comes out, and I was like, how'd it go? He goes, well, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I was like, well, he thought it was going to be terrible, and he goes, well, it was only pretty bad. And I was like, good for you, growth. I like it. That's good growth. But I heard him talking the whole time. He'd be like, yeah, so my neck hurts. And I could hear him <laughs> through the wall because his voice is so deep. And so I came out and I was like, I wonder what body part the guys like to have rubbed. So that's the question. <laughs> Favorite. And, and don't, I have to say non dirty. I'm not going to say it anymore. Yeah, we, we know. Some, somebody go, Hold there. my inner thigh. I don't need that. We my know. wiener. Go a little higher. <laughs> yeah. Non dirty body part. Uh, I'll go first. All right. Uh, Bobby Bones, six foot and a half. I'm not going to go full six one. Got pretty short shoes today. Six foot and a half, 170, born in Hot Springs, Arkansas. My favorite, my hands and my feet. The very hey, outsides oh, of me. The mm-hmm. worst. My hands and my feet. I spend all day there. And I can't tell them that because I would. But I'll go. What parts do you like? I like, you know, I like my hamstrings and my calves. You can do my neck a little bit. But if you really focus on the hands and the feet, and then I'll throw in a and scratch my head. Yeah, 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 yeah a little head scratch. But that's it for me. Uh, Adam Hambrick. Adam Hambrick, 5'11 and a quarter, uh, buck 70, uh, straight out of Corinth, Mississippi. And uh, man, I, I've got two massages in my life. Um, the surprise was always how much I enjoyed my forearms. But your wife, though, can do it too. It's any part from anybody. Okay, that's fair. No, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick with the uh, the two the two professional massages because 
uh, that seems most appropriate to the conversation. Uh, I'm going to go forearms because I didn't expect to like that. But after, after, I know, I know it's it's weird, but I I was like thinking about, because I'm ticklish. So when they start working on my back, I'm like, am I going to like crawl out of my own skin? And I was like, no, that wasn't bad. And then they worked through, but then they got to my forearms and like, I guess I just like walk around with my, my fists clenched all day or something. Cause like when she got done with my forearms, I felt like a new man. Yeah. It was like that meme where he's holding his fist to the sky. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kick off Kevin. You. Um, all right, six two or well, we're being honest today, right? So yeah. six one and a half with six oh. two with shoes on, so we'll call it yeah. six two. Um, and about two uh two ten two fifteen fluctuate. Bragger. He's bragging. He's strong. <laughs> fluctuate. Strong. Yeah, he's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to think of where I was born. To be honest with you, I don't know for what? sure. I think it's Chino, California. I think it was Chino. Um, and then massage, it's for sure the back. All about the back. Every time I go in there, hey, just stay on the back. Don't a little neck, little shoulders here and there. But other than that. Can't do the feet, can't do the hands, none of that. Eddie? It's generic. Uh, yeah, producer Eddie. Um, I'm six foot, um, uh, 180. Uh, definitely on the high side of 180 there. Uh, uh, low side of six foot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say that the scalp rub is where it's at. That's a good one. Like when you get that scalp rub, like a deep rub in the scalp, I'm like, dude, I start shaking like a dog. <laughs> I'm like, you start kicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start doing that. Uh, Mike D, last one. Mike D, Waxhatchee, Texas, 175 ish, five foot eight. I would have to go the feet. I've never had a professional massage, but my wife will massage my feet from time to time. You've never I, had a professional massage? Never. Really? Would you accept one? No, I don't think I would. No, I think you have to accept one. Yeah. I think I have to, and I'll pay for it. I, I would like to send Mike to a masseuse. And then have him report back on this show. Yes. Oh, it's like Gotta my nightmare. It. it is. It sucks. Yeah. It's so, I don't like it either because I'm always embarrassed on body. That's what it is for me. I think I could. Like, you're a hairy guy too, Mike, right? Oh, yeah. Chest hair. <laughs> also, like crazy. But I imagine like when I had my butthole ripped and they had. What? My, when I ripped my butthole on the Peloton. You know this. Yes, but you just say it like it's no big deal. Well, I, am, I had to go. They've had to have seen every kind of butthole. Right? They've seen them big, small. They've seen them shaped. They've seen uh-huh. them probably squared. I, they have, they've seen every possible butthole. I have not and heard so this story. I go in and I have to tell myself that. They've seen it all, bud. I'm telling myself that. I call, me, I call myself bud. <laughs> bud. I said, they've seen it all, bud. So go in and have a good time. And so I go in and I bend over and they do it. You know, they don't make a big deal about it. She doesn't. What if she did? She's like, wow. Oh, man. Never <laughs> oh, seen God, that before. <laughs> That's a weird one. Like, this is the 1%. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Mike, I bet you that is what it would be like. Like, they've seen, they've seen all the buttholes, Mike. So they've all seen right. everybody. Would you? I'm not going to make you do it. But would you do it? For the experience, because I've never done it, I would do it. Okay. Now, is it one of those things, though, where it's full on Harry and the Hendersons, where if they go <laughs> into your back? Oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, favorite body part, though, is what again? Your The feet. Okay. And then, okay. Is that everybody? Yeah, that's yeah. us. All right. Yeah. Quick answer, though. Second question. Best game environment you've ever been to that's not your own? Quick answer. So, you go to a game. You could even go to watch your team, but it's somewhere else. Uh it's, it's always hard to say, but mine's probably Alabama. They have a really great, before the games, they play Sweet Home Alabama, all the statues, the players walk through. It's pretty cool. Um, don't quote this. I'll never admit to it. Uh, Eddie? I'm going to say my kids, my kids' sports. Man, is, that, is that not your own? No, it's not. I mean, they're not my teams. I don't care about them. Like, their team. I care about my kids, but yeah. I don't care about my, my, my kids' teams. So when I go there, like, game day, getting them pumped – Cause I'm like their coach. That's not the coach, you know. I'm like, come on, boys. Like, I t- I give them like incentives of just like, hey, 
Sorry, you, mm. you you cheated on the question, and you'll now be penalized by not being on the show for two minutes. All right, oh. penalty box. Dang. Yeah, penalty. That's your own kids. That's closer than the Razorback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So two minutes, no Eddie. All right. All right, kick off, Kevin. Uh, I went to the Rose Bowl, Wisconsin and Oregon back in 13, I believe, when they had Russell Wilson in Wisconsin, DeAnthony Thomas, Oregon. That was uh, by far the best environment. Adam Hambrick. Uh, the first ball game I ever went to was Arkansas LSU. Oh, sorry, that's we said no, no home games. Uh, Alabama. Hammer, yeah. you listen to the question. Oh, man. Two minutes. Oh, yeah, penalty box, and we don't get your answer. Dang. All right, Mike D. I saw Cubs and White Sox at Guaranteed Rate Field. Amazing. And you don't care about either one of the teams. N- don't care about either of them. I just love Chicago. Yeah, and that's not even Wrigley. Like, yeah, that's cool. All right, there you go. Uh, Eddie and Hamburger in the penalty box. It's now time for the worst name segment of all time by the worst name person of all time. It's kickoff Kevin's five-question tittle-tattle. All right, Kevin, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, question number one. All right. The uh, biggest news story of the year has finally been resolved. Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Browns, has been they, him and the NFL and the NFLPA reached an agreement on an 11-game suspension with $5 million fine. Yikes. Bobby, do you think this was justified? Was it enough? You guys can blow your whistle, too, by the way. You're back in, Eddie. Oh, we're back? You're back. You're back. Two-minute penalty box. Thank you. <clears throat> People weren't going to be happy regardless. <clears throat> this is a situation that nobody was going to be happy. Deshaun Watson is not a good dude. I mean, there are a lot of things you can draw from this. You know, I was listening to the owner of uh, of, of the Browns talk today, and he was. they were like, hey, would you do it again? He's like, yeah, 100%. I'd, I'd do it again. I'd, I'd sign him again. It's going to be tough for that franchise because even when Deshaun Watson went out in, in, in the preseason game, they booed the crap out of him, I think, in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. They, they yep. boo- He's going to get booed everywhere. It's going to yep. be like the Houston Astros after they got caught cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They lucked out, though, because after COVID was the first year after. So they got booed, but it's like one-tenth stadium. Yeah. But it's going to be that sort of feeling toward Deshaun Watson. I, I think if they would have suspended him the whole season, I'd have been like, that ain't enough. I don't think it could have met an expectation because what he allegedly did, boy, there's just so much. It's hard to think that he did. He's just bad dude. So I'm going to go with I'm glad that it's over. He has his 11 games, his 5 million bucks. It's not going to bother him one bit. They were expecting a whole season. Yeah. I personally would have liked to have seen it be more, but I'd rather not see it dragged out anymore because obviously they got the first judgment and then they appealed and Goodell used like his boy to that second appeal. He was going to do whatever Goodell wanted because the NFL does business with them. So it is over, thankfully. I hope these women get what they what they deserve because they did not deserve what happened to them allegedly and the let's 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 i don't know hopefully he grows from it becomes a better person question do i have to blow my whistle if i want to add something but not disagree with you that's interesting um i'm gonna go you have to (laughs) clap three times oh yeah and do the hokey pokey okay what would you like to say one two three hokey pokey um so i watched the press conference too did you hear him say did you see him apologize oh yeah Yeah. that well the no well who deshaun well, so I have, cl- I have audio too. Go oh ahead. no, I was watching the owners talk, and and I was it was interesting the angle that they were sticking to, which was you know I, I want to support him, and he's shown that he's committed to change and take and do therapy and all that. But what I want to ask committed you, committed to Bones, change, so they're saying he needs to change. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you, like, at what point when you do a press conference like that, do you think you should just be like, all right, we, we want to win? Like, obviously, that's kind of our priority. And but they never said that. It was they all can't. I, I know that, but it was all about we support him as a human and we want to be there for him. So that's why we're sticking behind him. That's what they have to say. Oh. So they can't have a shot to win. 
They can't go out and go, listen, we just want to win, so we signed a dirt bag. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, that's the truth. They, they can't. Everyone knows that. Even they know that. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. So, but they can't say it. So they go, we want to try to make him a better human. So are you saying he was a bad human? And you, so yes, yes, they are. But here's Deshaun Watson saying at some point he'll try to tell his side of the story. I feel like through this whole process, we've been trying to tell my side of the story, but a lot of people didn't really pay too much attention to it. But one day we will. Uh, only time will tell. And, you know, like I said before, I just continue to keep being the person I am, keep showing the community how good of a human being I am. Uh, how I have always been, how I was raised. And I just want to continue to show that and, you know, keep pushing forward. Yeah. I hope he does get better. Yeah. I hope well, he sure. does grow. And we, he, what has been done has been done. So all you can really hope for now is absolute growth and something better coming from a situation that seems to be freaking awful. So, but yes, they just, they, they want to win. The Browns suck. They want to win. Yeah. They, and they lost, their, they, they sent away their quarterback that won them their only playoff game. And since Columbus, <laughs> so it's a bad situation. I, I feel bad for Browns fans. Imagine you're just a good, solid Browns yeah. fan yeah. and you've sat there with them. <clears throat> and now you got to be like, I root for the Browns. Oh, the dude that uh, liked to whack off on massage. That's tough. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. And so they have nothing to do with that. They're the Haslam's. Hey, that's your boys. Has, they signed them. It's, it is a, it's bad all the way around. It, it reminds me, not the same, but just the feeling of when I felt bad for fans was Sandusky, Penn State, Joe Paterno, mm-hmm. where awful. But there are a lot of Penn State fans that have nothing to do with that that are passionate Penn State fans that have always been there for their team, yep. good and bad. And now they were associated and still are associated because they ruined people's image of what Penn State was. Yep. And so I feel bad for Browns fans. One, they've just sucked for a long time. And I know that I know that feeling. All my teams suck for most of the time. And so I feel bad for Browns fans. They've they've sucked for a long time, but also they have a great roster right now. And so like you feel bad for them to like be, not not really have a shot to do anything with it. They get a real number one receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a, I mean, the answer is to your question, I don't know. I'm just yeah. glad it's I'm glad it's that lose, part's lose. over. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right, number two. All right. You just spoke of them. Um Baker Mayfield is battling Sam Darnold out in Carolina for the QB one spot. Who do you think will be there week one when they play dead on the Browns? Well it has to be <laughs> Baker one for T V reasons. Right. Because you can't even if it's Sam if it's close Let's, it's not close, but let's just say it's close. And you're like, all right, it's Baker or Sam. You don't think the network is like, yo, ain't nobody watching this game. Because <laughs> you got a backup quarterback in, in uh, Cleveland, unless mm-hmm. they go and get Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You got a backup quarterback in Cleveland. Even then, Garoppolo, who cares? Versus Sam Darnold? Yeah. Like, nobody's going to watch this. I mean, more people watch a snake in the grass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, good. They should. Yeah, they I should. agree. <laughs> they should. Right. And so it has to be Baker for that reason alone. But Baker is way higher upside. The ceiling is way higher with Baker Mayfield. And again, I'll say it. I'm a Baker supporter because when he was healthy, he won. He was not healthy last year. Yeah. He played and he fought through. He probably shouldn't have because I think that's hurt him. In, in the eye, he may not be the best teammate. I don't know what it's like in the locker room. I don't know. But I think Baker Mayfield gives you a much higher ceiling than Sam Darnold because we've seen Sam Darnold with the Jets and Carolina, and he has not been able to do that. Sam Darnold does not excite me. Baker Mayfield does. 
at least. Pro- but I like Baker. I'm a Baker guy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'll go Baker. All right, next up. All right, Lamar Jackson said he will cut off contract talks by week one of the regular season. If you were the GM of the Ravens, would you be doing everything you can right now to try to get him signed or just wait till next offseason? I'll go to Adam on this one first. Adam, what do you think about Lamar Jackson? Man, Lamar Jackson is the most, the second most exciting player to watch in the NFL to me uh, behind Patrick Mahomes. I love watching him do what he does. Um, he's, he's, been the, he's been the most exciting thing for the Ravens the last few years. I'd... I mean, I don't, I'm not a salary cap guy. I don't follow, like, all the contract negotiations and all that stuff. But, um, man, it would be a shame to see him walk away from the Ravens. Uh, I, all these quarterbacks are making so much money. And I tell you what, if I were an owner, I'd be so pissed at the Haslam's because regardless of what Deshaun Watson did do or didn't do, they gave him so much guaranteed money. It, did it? No quarterback contract with any quarterback that has leverage from now until the end of time – will be without so much guaranteed money that it, sh- that it makes a team un- it's It's an uncomfortable contract now in an area where contracts were already uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They gave Deshaun Watson yeah. so much money guaranteed, more than in ever. And they did a lot of it, too, on the back end, so he would make sure to not be penalized. Yep. There's money yep. taken away. Yep. So, uh, okay, so let's say you give Lamar Jackson this absurd deal. And you go, you're a guy, Lamar. We're going to give you one gajillion dollars. Let's just say it's a gajillion dollars. And it's all guaranteed. I think it's a good move because if you don't in two years, in six years, in eight years, these these deals aren't going south. Mm-hmm. Sign people as quick as you can sign them. And if you think that's your guy, pay him all you have to pay him because if you don't, you have to pay him or somebody else that's your guy a lot more or you got to draft a rookie and hope that works out for you. So I'm not a huge Lamar Jackson guy. I like Lamar Jackson. I hate playing him in fantasy because he always ends up rushing for 80 and throwing four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I, if I were the, the Ravens, I would just give him the whole deal. Because you're going if you're going to anyway, yeah. do it now. Yeah, Do it now and go, let's go. Yeah. Um, because if he finishes this season, he's his own agent. Yeah. If he finishes this season... And he's MVP. He's top three MVP. Has a great year. They go deep in the playoffs. You think he's expensive right yes. now? He's gonna yes. be even more expensive. And he's gonna have leverage to go wherever he wants. He's he doesn't have an agent. He's no. his agent. Him and his mom. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Uh-huh. That's baller. That's a lot of money to keep in your pocket. Yeah. And I'm not saying they don't have consultant and people and lawyers. Sure. But he, yeah, he and his, he's his own sure. agent. That's cool. It's crazy. I didn't know that. And and the difference yeah. would be. I have an agent. Anything I do, they get, 10, they get 10%. Producer ready. <laughs> Producer now, ready. <laughs> once your deals get to this level, it's not 10% anymore. Yeah. It's three. It's four. You also oh. negotiate with your agent what they're going to actually take from you. But that's still a significant amount of money over the time of a contract like this. But you can also, what I do is I will hire attorneys to negotiate things and pay them hourly if I think that it's not even getting close to what I would pay them if they wanted a percentage. So that... My Ooh. assumption is sure. is what they do hmm. because they don't know the legalese. I'm assuming. Let me just assume because I don't. I shouldn't put that on them. But I assume a normal person that hasn't went to, hasn't gone to law school doesn't know all the legalese. Is his mom in the biz or is she just mom? I don't know. You may. I, I, I think, think she's, she's mom. Pr- yeah, I think she's just like awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's she's crazy. She's got time on her hands and she's like, I'll help you out. <laughs> like my mom's smart and cool and all, but like she wouldn't be my agent. <laughs> <laughs> if if he's your guy, go ahead and make him your guy right now and pay him. 
Uh, all right, next one up, Kev. All right, the AP poll came out this week, and there were some big names left off, and that one they include Texas, Florida State, LSU, and Florida. So my question to you is, do any of these find themselves ranked at the end of the season? And if so, who's going to be ranked the highest? Well, let's do this. Let's go around the room then. Who do you think of the unranked teams that he mentioned will be ranked the highest at the end of the year? And what are the teams you Can mentioned we again? Say them again? Yeah. yeah, Texas, Florida State, LSU, and Florida. I don't think it's LSU. I think they will be good again. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's LSU this year. And I think they'll surprise a couple people. Dear God, don't let it be Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, uh, I hate to say it, but it's probably going to be Texas. I do. I think Texas is going to be pretty good. They got them a quarterback, we think. They've, they're, Texas is just strong all the way through. The ones and twos, I know they disappoint every year. But I'm going to go Texas. Adam? Man, it's going to be tough for me not to say Florida. Um, I don't know. I just I, I, I like I like what they um, I like I like what they are looking at in the East uh, more than I like what Texas is looking at in the Big Twelve. Um, Florida's got the whole roster from uh, uh, their coaches from uh, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, Billy Napier. Yeah, Tech. Tech. That's yeah, it. Right. He took the wait. Yeah. It was like okay, let me get my transfer guys. He took. A, Couple of his old guys. Yeah. No, isn't he Off from Louis- really good isn't he from Louisiana? Yeah, Louisiana. Like not tech. Okay. I think he's just from Louisiana. Okay. But because they won big they were ranked for some of the season last year. Yeah. Um, but you're gonna go Florida. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Florida. I like the road in the east. Um I just think they're I think they're gonna show up. They have they have talent. I don't think it's gonna be Florida State. I, LSU's uh in the West and Texas, I just can't bring myself to put any faith in Texas. <laughs> so. Eddie? Yeah, I have no idea, so I'm just gonna go Florida State. Like why not? <laughs> hey ACC dude, they suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Just for that. I mean if Adam's going SC, you should go ACC. That's right, whole, let's yeah. go. That's everything. Uh and, all right, finally. Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> um the final question? Yeah. Okay, do you, uh, sticking in college football here, despite playing or never playing a down after signing an NIL deal, LSU quarterback Miles Brennan will be able to keep all of his earnings after choosing to retire from football this week. So, Bobby, could you see this starting a new trend of companies that are signing these kids to you know, put some verbiage in there that ensures that their investment is carried out by these athletes? So I will speak to this as someone who has done multiple NIL deals with athletes, probably 10 I don't do them for four years. I don't sign an athlete for any longer than we can say a year if we'd like, because if that's what you're like, I'm going to give this kid an IL deal to help me rep- represent my business, also help the program. Like, you don't know if they're going to leave after their sophomore year, if they redshirt. You know, I think the baller players will have the leverage to go, I'm going to go where I get a guaranteed four-year NIL. And if you're not a baller player, let's say you're a good three-star, even a four-star you can probably get a good yearly NIL. I just think the bigger players will get to demand the longer, you don't want to call it a contract. It is a contract, but it's a different kind of contract. Um, but they will, in my opinion, they will be regulating these in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. All of these questions on, because here's the truth too. You could basically, I just had a call with the Iowa. I called the University of Iowa. I was talking to them about a kid who was on our show, or the, the, the radio show. I was like, hey, we saw him in the news. I want to do an NIL deal with him because he represents my, what my clothing brand does. Now, I have no tie to the University of Iowa, but I thought what the kid did, he stopped on the side of the road. He helped a woman. He made the news. He's a freshman. He's not even going to play except special teams. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to do this deal with him. And they were like, great. And I could have said, I think I give him $5 million. <laughs> and I just need one post on Instagram. 
and they'd have been like, all right, there you go. That's not an Iowa thing. I think just basically you can go, here's a bunch of money and just say whatever, little or big, and there's no rules. Mm -hmm. So I can see this being a conversation with athletes now because of this and being mm -hmm. used like, hey, I can't give you a four-year deal. One, you're a three-star athlete. You're a four-star athlete. Uh, but I can give you a one-year deal because look what happened with Miles Brennan. Yeah. I think this will be that point until it's all reset anyway. Um, so, but the NILs, it's awesome right now because there are no rules. Yeah. Not for me. I'm not saying it's an NIL doer. I'm <laughs> saying that now as somebody who just loves college football. Yeah. Uh, people are all upset about it, but any change at all always makes people upset in anything that's known because of their tradition. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening here. All right. Thank you for the tittle-tattle, Kevin. All go. right. There you go. Hey, we have uh, Dan Orlovsky coming up in a second. He's awesome. Uh, ESPN NFL analyst. We got to thank kickoff Kevin for roping that one. Kickoff Kevin chased Dan Orlovsky. How? What do you mean chased him? Well, I went to his house. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like that. No, he he got his number somehow, and then Dan's always Dan was always great, but Dan works for ESPN. And speaking to somebody who works in a big corporation, he had to go. Let me go to my PR. And then they were like, he's got to cancel. And Kevin just stayed on it. Stayed on. <laughs> That's awesome, then, man. Voila. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky. So oh, here we boy. go. Uh, by the way, fun facts about Dan Orlovsky. 12 seasons in the NFL as a quarterback. He's been with ESPN as an analyst since 2018. Um, you know, he played at UConn and then went to the NFL for a, a long time, but never, as an NFL player, was never a superstar player, but is one of those guys that was extremely smart and has turned that into, uh, I mean, he's one of the best yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He's really popping as far as like one of the guys you want to go to. So here he is. Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. Hey, Dan, appreciate the time. Good to be with you, man. Thank you for having me, dude. And where are you? Wherever you are, it's like a beautiful rock, Norman Rockwell picture right now. Where are you? Yeah. So we're in a beach town called Seattle City, New Jersey. Um, my wife's from the Philadelphia area, so she grew up kind of going down here, so we go here every summer. Dude, is life for you just awesome? I mean, obviously, you play in the league but now it's like you're blowing up bigger than ever before and it looks like you're just doing something that you love more than you ever have yeah it's uh it's been a really fun i don't know three or four years i have an absolute blast doing kind of what i get to do uh it's become like a joy of mine you know it's become very much so a passion um it fits my personality too really well. You know, I remember being a kid and everyone used to always like mock me being like, dude, you, you like being the center of attention. You like being the center of attention. I think that's why I gravitated towards playing quarterback. Uh, it's certainly something that um, kind of fits the role that I get to do now. Are you ever surprised by what actually goes viral? Like, are you like, I can't believe that of all things is a thing that's being picked up and going viral. Yeah, I know. You know, like, I think that I've been lucky. The people at ESPN are smart with how I never got any formal training. Um, but one of the best things that I ever got told uh, when I got into this media world and industry was give me the takeoff before the runway, you know, and it's so often many of us get on television and you get asked this question and you give out all the reasons why you feel a certain way. And then you say how you feel. And I think one of the things that I've learned is you better it, it, attention spans for everybody nowadays are short. So you better throw a punch quickly. And um, it's also one of those things. I think a lot of people get into our world and say, you believe you got to say something. I don't believe that. Um, I think that's how you get yourself in trouble and you get caught in your own words. I think you got to be convicted about what you say and you can't be scared to be wrong. And um, so I don't get surprised. And I also know football is just an absolute passion of people's lives. And um, 
they can't get enough of it. So I don't get surprised anymore. It's fun. You know, I do want to spend this time we have together talking about quarterbacks and only quarterbacks uh, because, again, this is basically the biggest part of any NFL team. And there's so many stories going into the season. And we can start with Matt Stafford, who, you know, is dealing with the, the tendonitis or whatever it is that, that we're reading he's going through. Like, what do yeah. you know about Stafford's status and how it's, uh, you know, affecting them as they try to repeat? Yeah, I can, I can uh, say this. Usually Matthew and I go on a golf trip every year after the Super Bowl gets done. Um, and he did not come this year, mainly because he was busy uh, playing in it, but also, you know, the elbow, he had said he was going to have to have something to get done with it. I probably talked to him like a week ago and he was like looking forward to the golf trip next year. So, you know, I take that as everything's going to be fine with the elbow. I, I, I try to avoid kind of getting too deep with him when it comes to that stuff. Cause you know, the, the respect of the, the friendship, but I, I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, he'll be really smart about the Rams will be really smart about, and they'll be smart about it leading into the season and through it. I, I think that they're the best team in the NFC. I think they're the team that everyone's got to go chase down to go win the Super Bowl. Um, and the addition of a player like Allen Robinson is going to completely make their offense even more different. Last year was really cool to watch, to be honest with you, too. You know, just as a guy who watched him. Bobby, I'll tell you this, man. Like, my favorite part about him as a person was for years, a decade, dozen years that dude had every reason to point the finger at somebody else to blame somebody else to drag somebody else down and he never did it once and uh, I I think that's my favorite quality of him and I think watching him do what he did last year that's what made it so nice when I've read any articles about his injury and again it's just reading articles it's yeah a tendonitis is brought up a lot if is that something that had it happened to you is that something you have to manage all year like I, I got 10 nights on my shoulder and I was doing a TV show and it hurt me for four months because I never had yeah. time to recuperate I was doing a physical show is that some is that a, ma- a pain management and managing thing for all season yeah for sure you know I think it's going to be something like he doesn't throw on Mondays he doesn't throw on Tuesdays he probably doesn't throw much on Wednesdays and just rehabs it takes care of it you know works through it probably throws Thursday and Friday pretty good and kind of you manage your way through it. And not only the week, but you manage your way through the season. You know, you might be a little bit light on the reps that he takes in September and October, knowing November and December, you're a good enough team that you should get into the playoffs and then will be paramount for your seating, your performance. So yeah, you just got to manage it and it'll be important for everything. The, the rehab, the prehab, the post practice care of it. And he's really, really, really premier with that stuff, man. Like he takes care of himself at a really high level. So um, it's stuff you got to pay attention to it. You got to respect it, but I don't think it's going to hold him back. Let's talk about Justin Fields for a second, because when the bears, when they hired a new coach, I guess I expected them to hire an offensive coach and they did not as a head coach. Um, so, and, and they've got Justin Fields who this is a big year for him. As far as development goes, do you expect them to st- take a step forward with fields or is it the same bears? Yeah, I think it's a step back. Candidly. Uh, I don't think it's a year for Justin Fields in, in his development, Bobby. So, um, they have they they have the worst situation for a quarterback in the NFL. And, and my biggest issue and fear often is taking these young players at that position and putting them into the role where you expect development and winning. That's so hard to happen at the same time because development at the quarterback level from college to pro means you often have to break bad habits while building new good habits that are going to be required in the NFL world. That takes thousands and thousands and thousands of reps. And then when you have the pressure of, hey, dude, you got to win us a game on Sunday because our jobs are dependent on it, you revert towards those bad habits. And not only that, um, I often say at that spot, like, don't 
expect progress without equipping me with the necessary tools. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And I'm going to say this in the, probably the last 10 years, their number one receiver is a fifth round pick Darnell Mooney, good player, but he's not a number one in the NFL right now. So I think it's going to be a really difficult year for Justin. And my hope and prayer is that no one judges him till 2023 when they're a little bit more supportive around him. Talking about quarterbacks and receivers, kind of the same question about these two guys whenever it comes to uh, Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes, and they both lost their number ones. And so they're both trying to figure out who's their new number one. Like in Green Bay and in Kansas City, like who do you see stepping up or who do the quarterbacks want to step up and be their number one? Yeah, my answer is interesting. I think the number one in Kansas City will be their offensive line. I think they're just going to be different with the way they operate. You know, this will be the best offensive line or one of certainly in the NFL. I think they'll be a little bit more run centric. They'll call a little bit more drop back pass for Patrick and just give him multiple options rather than, hey, we're going to try to get the ball to Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. And they've got really six deep with guys they can get the ball to. I don't know if they'll have a number one. I think their number one will revolve week by week by week. Uh, and then in Green Bay, yeah, I think the number one that they hope for it to be is going to be Alan Lazard and Christian Watson, their second round pick out of North Dakota State this year. Uh, that that's the the situation for me. I think is Green Bay is looking at the 2019 San Francisco 49ers, dominated on the ground, played great defense, and they needed a quarterback to make one throw in the playoffs, and he couldn't. That's the post route Jimmy G to Emmanuel Sanders that he misses, and I think the Packers are going to go. That's the way that we want to play football, and we have the quarterback that will make that throw. So I think the guy in Green Bay is Alan Lazard. It's just going to look different. Lamar Jackson, you know, there's obviously the contract situation. He, what's he going to do this year, especially? Like, you feel like this is a year for Lamar. Do you feel like he's ready for a big year? Is this setting him up for yeah. it? Yeah. I, if I, I don't gamble really. Um, if I had 2,000 bucks to throw down a long shot MVP guy, it'd be Lamar. Probably last year, 12 weeks through the season, this was the MVP of the league. They were the number one seed in the AFC, and they had the most historic, worst historic injuries in the history of the NFL. That's how good this young man is. So I, I think the thought for Lamar is, and that's why the contract's going down right now, is like, why, do, why would I sign for what I don't want? If we stay healthy, I'm going to have an incredible year. We're going to be a really good football team. We have the chance to go to the Super Bowl. And then you got to pay me whatever dollar amount that I want. And you know, everyone says this like, hey, man, Lamar should not play this season without taking, taking his money because we all fear these catastrophic injuries to quarterbacks. Dak Prescott became the highest paid quarterback ever the offseason after he dislocated his ankle and tore every ligament in it. Aaron Rodgers got a $140 million contract extension when he played six games one season. And Drew Brees got $70 million from the Saints coming off of reconstructive shoulder surgery. Quarterbacks are paid for their body of work, not for what you have, what you've done for me lately performance-wise. So uh, I think he's going to have a monster year, and um, I think he's going to get a lot of money, and he's worth it. I got three questions. I want to go to Derek Carr, who not only has Hunter Renfro, obviously, who had a big year last year, but also Devontae, who I'm watching all the practice. I'm seeing what they want me to see, obviously, but he's just yeah. destroying. Like, do we expect the Raiders to be a lot better with the addition of Devontae? Offensively, they'll be a top six offense in the league. Uh, Team-wise, I don't know, dude, because their secondary is still so unproven. Um, and I got to see the way Josh McDaniels coaches. And obviously their division is brutal. They'll be one of the most difficult offenses in the league to stop. I do not think it's as easy as a lot of us are making it out to be. It's hard when you have 
you know, three, you know, the, Darren Waller is one of the best. Um, Hunter Renfro, one of the best. Devontae Adams, one of the best. So where do, how do we use those guys to make sure everybody's playing to their strengths? You know, when I was playing with Calvin Johnson, it was one of those things where Calvin wanted to be on the side of the field by himself. Just put Calvin over there and we'll figure everything else out. I don't know if Devontae wants that because, it, you know, in Green Bay, they moved him around a lot. So I do believe that they have to work through that, um, but they'll be a really, really dominant offense. Russ in Denver, is this set up for him to have a reset and a big rebound with that team, or are we getting a little hyped up for it? No, I think so. That's my team to win. That's my pick to win a division. That's been my pick since they made the kind of the signing of Randy Gregory. I think it's the only offense in the division that can do whatever they want, given whatever they need to. When I say, when I say that, I mean, um, they if they have to run the football for 40 times a game, they have the people and the scheme to do it. No one else in the division has that. If they got to throw the ball 40 times, they have the people in the scheme to do it. And no, and other teams in the division have that, but they don't have both. I think their edge rushers will be really good. And Sertan Jr. on defense is great. Here's the thing with Russ. You know, Russ has in Seattle has been in a place where he's never had an elite offensive scheme, which he has now, and that Mike Shanahan scheme, and elite offensive talent, which he has now with all their weapons on the outside receiver-wise. So, that's my pick to win the division, um, and I think Russ has an MVP caliber season. And we'll end with the Cowboys. we got a, a guy on the show who – and I guess all Cowboys fans are annoying. It's not like our annoying Cowboys brutal. fan. It's but yes, brutal, it's brutal, man. It is. It's and I was going to say brutal, he's dude. an annoying Cowboys fan, but that's like saying he – Water's wet. Yes. So uh, with Dak and, you know, Zeke, I'd, uh, what are we doing? What, what's happening? Yeah, so I think that Zeke is still a good back, not a great back. Their offensive line is still very subpar. They got old really fast. Um, their perimeter weapons are a major question mark. CeeDee Lamb, while ultra-talented, is third in the NFL in drops in the last three years. That's not good. Um, and I think that like the Cowboys are in a place where they had these massive expectations and their defense was so great last year that people are saying, hey, this is the team to beat the Bucks or the Rams or the Saints. And I just sit here and I go, no, it's not. I don't even think they're going to win the division. The Eagles are better on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They got better weapons. They're deeper as a roster. The difference is Dak Prescott has proven and Jalen Hurts isn't. But I think the Cowboys are in for a dose of like, whoa, our roster is not nearly as good and or deep as what we thought. I enjoy that answer. I enjoy that answer a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, appreciate you. Big fan of what you do. Love how refreshing it feels when you're talking. I feel like you're just talking to me, and I think that's the biggest compliment I could give you. Just, dude, crushing it. Love to see your success. And uh, th you, thumbs up or thumbs down on Tua. Last one. Thumbs up, man. Tua's going to have a really good season. I agree. I love it. All right, there he is. Dan, appreciate your time. Uh, uh, go enjoy the weather. It's like 110 here, so I will not, but hopefully I'll see you yeah. soon. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. See you, buddy. Thanks to Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. Uh, That's a great interview. Kick off Kevin. Great job on that one, buddy. Thank you. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Let me tell you. Go and put in the code Bobby Sports. Here's the question. I looked on DraftKings because I've been watching Hard Knocks, and I believe any team on Hard Knocks is going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I do. I just watch it. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the year. They're going, the yeah. They're going to do it, baby. And they're probably not. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, they're probably not. How many wins? I'll give you the over/under on DraftKings right now. The Detroit Lions. Now I'm going over because I don't see them losing a game all year. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from what you've seen. I'm watching camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> all heart. So, uh, so, so six and a half games, six point five. That's the win total. I'm gonna go over. Um, Eddie, 
under. This is exactly what Hard Knocks does. You're just like, you're I right. Mean, but I still those I'm speeches, in. man, are like, wow, damn, this coach is like got me. I would do anything for this guy. And so I'm sure his players are thinking the same thing. This is, this is um, uh, what's that movie? Remember the Titans in real life happening right in front of us. I no. don't know. Dan Campbell, I get it. We watch, he's like a different dude. And he oh. has changed that culture up there a mm-hmm. bit. Do you see him do ups and downs with the yeah. <laughs> with yeah. the players? Like no coach in history has ever done that. Like, Absolutely it's not. Crazy. He still looks like he can play out. Yeah, he does. Um, but they're gonna go under. You go under. Yes. Six. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll go over. Kev? Um, I'm gonna go over just because I hope they do. Yeah. Just for Detroit fans, I feel bad for them. It's been a long, miserable run. They saw Stafford win the Super Bowl last year, so. Yeah. Come on, Lions. Dan Campbell, let's go. Adam Hambrick. Same. Shout out to my neighbor, Michigan Bob, who's uh, who's made who's who's made me have an appreciation for Michigan and the suffering that they've gone through in Detroit. Man, I'll I'll go over. Give me give me seven wins on Detroit. Let's go. The Dallas Cowboys, the over under is ten. I mean, I'm going under. Why? Just just to be a hater? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Figured. Because you don't have a good reason yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, under. Yeah. That's all. I'm done. Under. Yeah, I, I have nothing else. I under. <laughs> way over. Way, way over. Way over. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'll go way under. <laughs> yeah, okay. Bunch of haters. Adam. Let's go over. Okay. Yeah. Come on. So the two guys that love the Cowboys go over. Wow. Well, of course. That's what we do every year. Every year. Uh, Drink pa- that Kool-Aid. Patriots, eight and a half. I'll go to you first. Kickoff, Kevin. That's your team. Way over. Okay, way over. Come o- on. Yeah, I'll go over too. Yeah. There you go. I'll yeah. go over too. Yeah. They're going to struggle this year. I'm going to give me the under. What do you mean? I mean, if they win nine games, it's almost struggling for the Patriots. Yeah, I get. It. I think yeah. Bill Belichick is at the end of it. It's like this is just too hard. I'm about Fam- to give famous up. Famous last words, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that pic of Mac Jones' uh, locker where he had that had that picture of himself from hanging his head from the playoff loss to the yeah. Bills? Yeah, it's, give me give me Mac Jones with the with the the comeback. Man, Have you go. seen Mac Jones without a shirt now? <laughs> is he ripped. Yeah, like a different dude. Yeah. Really? All right. Yeah, when he won the national championship, he, they showed him without a shirt. He's kind of you know. Port, portly guy, portly. Yeah. soft. He's like he, that skinny fat kind of look to him. Yeah, yeah. He's like a dude body. now. Yeah. Like he's yeah, he's like learned how to be chiseled. Yeah, like he got a hold of me and I taught him. <laughs> well, hey, well then let me change that to the over. No, then. no, 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 just because no, no, no. of the shirt. Don't jump uh, on the train now. <laughs> Arkansas over seven and seven and a half. Do they hit eight or no, Eddie? They hit eight. I mean, absolutely. SEC West. Dude, I I, I love I loved what they did Their last year. Their non-conference schedule is BYU. It's Cincinnati, a top oh, twenty-five team to start the season. Like our rental win is Liberty, Hugh Freeze. Dude, we took a tour of their actual offices. I'm yeah. telling you, what I saw there, I liked. You got a bunch of free <laughs> stuff, so he's like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a thirty million dollars facility, so they're getting the over. <laughs> Kickoff, Kevin. Uh that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with the under. I think it'll be close, but I'd say about seven wins. So you said seven and a half. Yeah. So I'll go under. Adam. My rose-colored fan glasses always tell me, like, nine wins, uh, but I always take a, a one game off of my rose-colored glasses, so I'm going to go eight and hit the over. And you guys hit the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code Bobby Sports. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's the code Bobby Sports only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, there you go. What does that mean? See show notes for details. In the podcast description, you can see the notes. Oh, there. right yeah. below, right below. I thought that walking. was like a note. I was like, uh, and good evening, San Diego. <laughs> when I read the wrong, I thought that was just for me. All right. So DraftKings, awesome. All right. Here's what we're going to do here. We'll go around the room. Which sports story do you genuinely care about the most right now that doesn't involve your favorite team? Uh, mm. Kickoff, Kevin. 
Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, him calling out his young receivers a couple days ago. And I'm all about, you know, of course, holding guys accountable, young guys especially, bringing them up. But to do it publicly, I just think is wrong for him to do that. Him to come in here and just call them out publicly, I mean, it's only going to make them, I feel like, be a little more nervous, play more nervous. You can do it privately in the locker room, whatever. So. Maybe he has. <sighs> we don't know. We're Maybe not in there. Rodgers yeah. is an odd dude. But, yeah, that, see, I think that's what it is more than anything. It's just Rodgers being another thing of Rodgers. Do you not like, like Aaron Rodgers? I do. I, it, it didn't sound it, like you do. He can't even say like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, like, the more he plays, the more I don't like him. I've always yeah. liked him, but, like, as his career continues, I'm just like, ah, oh, dude, you're just too much now. I don't think I'd like to hang out with him. I don't think I want to be his friend. Yeah. But I like that he does his own thing. I do like, like that straight about Straight up, him. he just, he he's got the, you know, they say walks to the beat of a different drum. I, I like it's like that's like a beat not on time, you know. It's just a he's beating the side of the drum. He kicks the drum sometimes. <laughs> so I like that about him, and he's also the best. I mean, except for Brady, probably the best quarterback in the past fifteen years. Yeah, the most consistent for you know? sure. Um, okay, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Adam. Um, one thing I'm really excited about. I haven't watched it yet, but the new uh, Manti Teo. Um, doc oh, yeah. that just I came out that was really good. on Netflix. Um, you watched it? I watched it the other night. Legit? It's unbelievable. I, so I always loved watching Manti Teo because he was like a big, like big Hawaiian jacked version of Rudy. Like he had that same heart, <laughs> but he could actually go, you know, and he was like, like just taking people's head off, but like absolutely the nicest guy, you know, and like anybody that you talk to from Notre Dame, they would they would just, like, go to the wall for Manti Teo. And then when that catfishing story came out, like, he got just brutalized. And uh, and it was, you know, it was kind of funny because he was, like, the media darling. Yeah, it was funny then. Yeah, uh, it was, it funny was de- then. Definitely, yeah. definitely funny. Because uh, he was a guy who was about to be rich, and we were like, ah, yeah. we're not rich, so we want to laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. really all it was. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, you know, people, people love to see him fall down. And, uh, and then they got embarrassed in the national championship game and, um, man, it was it was pretty it was pretty tough for that guy. Um, How I'm good really, was it though as a show? Like, it, would my wife like it because she doesn't know yeah. the story? Yeah, and I didn't know. I mean, we don't know the ins and outs until you watch that and you realize like it's sad. Yeah, it's like on his end, and then even the person that catfished him, they're very remorseful towards him. So it's really good. She would like it. I got catfished, so I'm like, I don't know who to root for. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was catfished a couple times about the same time. So I was like, yeah, sucker, <laughs> Eddie. We've talked about Deshaun Watson, but I love watching how the NFL deals with it and all that. And I think the buried headline here is that they gave him 11 uh, days, 11 games games suspended. Well, who are they playing week 12? The Texans. And I've always thought, like, how are they coming up with 11 games? It's crazy. Guys, we've been fooled. It's It's the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold (laughs) question. It's like, if anything, if it's close, it's about TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know. Something I just thought of, and it's where are they playing that game? Do you know? I think in Houston, I I believe. Oh man, they're going. Oof, that's going to be ugly. Yeah, Yeah. for two reasons. One, the human reason of, hmm, we've been reading a lot of bad stuff about you, and two, you were here when you did it, and you left, and we hate you. Yeah. So I mean, that's perfect. Primetime TV. And he's the the Browns are gonna be the villains and it sucks for them. I know it yes. really does. Imagine being his teammate. Yes, that'd be tough. Who's ever hated the Browns? Exactly, because there's no reason to. No reason to. <laughs> and now it's like we all hate the Browns. <laughs> Golly. Uh, okay, finally, mine is uh, NCAA football. It won't be that anymore. Like they they had meetings where the the college fo- the presidents were like, we may not want to be under the NCAA anymore. 
and why that is significant is all sports are under the NCAA. But what happens is after the season is over, when they go into the bowl games or to the playoffs now, that's run by college football. You know, the CFP. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. So, that's, so they do some stuff out of the NCAA, but it's that, those are governed by different folks. Interesting. So now the presidents are going, yeah, we might want to get out of the NCAA. NCAA still exists, but they make most of their money from football. And who knows who gets to leave the NCAA? And who is it the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12? Is it the big conferences, but then some of the, you know, lower Division One schools stay? You're just going to see a lot of changes the next few years. I'm here for it. I love change because if you hate change, you're going to get even more mad because it's going to happen regardless. Oh, yeah. So that to me is really interesting to see what happens in college football. But I'm also like college football is my favorite. Yeah. So I'm all do, for it. Do you, do you worry that it's going to make you like the game less? No. Like is the game will be played the same way. Yeah. It's, I mean, the games of all my shirts. Listen, we're rooting for a piece of, of, of clothing. Yeah. You know, I think it was George Carlin who was like, Talking about baseball teams, he's like, we root for laundry. These people aren't from where we are. Yeah, you know, they're not. They haven't. They're just. Our, they don't care about the yeah, city. Yeah, they're like they the just. They, they're wearing laundry that we root for our own laundry. And so for me, I just root for the team that identifies with the land that I grew up in. Yep. And I will if they said, "Well, Arkansas is an NFL team now," I'd be like, "Well, that sucks. That's we're not very good uh, <laughs> compared to NFL teams." But I would still root for them because that's my I, I identify with that. That's where I grew up. Um, so no, I'm just I'm gonna root for Arkansas regardless of what league they're in. I'll be passionate about it. The end. That's and and money's not changing anything. They were just getting it in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before. Mm-hmm. I, like, like- I can't believe players are getting paid. Yeah, I got play. I have friends that are players that used to get really really paid. Mm-hmm. You just never knew about it. And it since it wasn't legal, some schools wouldn't do it. And those were the schools that were abiding by the rules but weren't good. Now you have schools that are abiding by the rules and they're getting really good because this allows it to happen. And yes, it is unfair, but it's a capitalist world where this happens everywhere. It's not yeah. just college football. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what happens with the NCAA. Um, and then finally, I'll do this before we get to a little fantasy football talk here. Um, does anyone want to change their title teams? I know we picked it. There's really been no games. I'm going to change mine. You oh, are that, already? Oh, yeah. What go. That's going to cost me two bucks. <laughs> I just felt really guilty, so I'm going to Arkansas. <laughs> uh, it's only two oh, bucks. It's been eating at you for a week, huh? In the shower, I was ashamed of myself. And I was like, it was $1. Just pick Arkansas. And so I hate myself. And so I'm going to go ahead and double up my, and I'm going to move off Alabama to Arkansas. So I'll put $2 in the pot now. Okay. All right. Two and now dollars. you're out of Alabama. Yep. I still have Alabama, and I think. Yeah, roll tide, baby. Yeah. Okay, so you two. Yep. yep. So there. And by the way, Madden Football 23 just came out. <laughs> did you Ooh. buy it already? Yeah. I wish you guys played. We have a league. Did you it's buy awesome. it for everyone? I did. How'd you know that? Uh, somebody told me. I bought it for everybody in my league. It's just to make sure everyone plays with them. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Amazing. Here's the thing. My league, a bunch of hardworking friends of mine. Oh, yeah. Blue-collar workers. And maybe they don't have 100 bucks to go at a random Tuesday, and they already get in trouble for playing video games. So now they got to tell their wife they're spending money on something that they already are in trouble for doing too often. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I do pretty good. So I, t- I bought everybody in the league their game, and I was like, you don't have to tell your wife. You just keep getting in trouble as you are. There's no reason to amplify it. And here we go. So good I, job, yeah. dude. Thank you. Friend of the year. <laughs> no, I just wanted to play. I didn't want them in trouble. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, Frosadiki, awesome. He's at at Upper Hand Fantasy. It is my favorite account to follow for fantasy football. Upper Hand Fantasy, and we do it's fantasy football time, and we're talking about it here. So here we go. First of all, congratulations! I just saw you had a hundred thousand followers. It's awesome. That's that's a big deal in the fantasy world. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it, no, it is. Uh, I'm pumped. You know, it's funny, man. Like I've I've never celebrated these following counts, but like for a hundred k, I'm like, you know what? Like <laughs> I just wanted to like make sure that everyone kind of. Uh, you know, it gets their flowers, you know what I mean? As far as like the whole community and all that, you know? Well, it's a big deal because especially if you're trying to uh, be a legitimate guy and like, yeah. first of all, yours is the best. Like, I've, uh, and I look and watch and follow and subscribe to certain different things. And I just found you on Instagram because I'm a big fantasy guy. And I went through and listened to you and watched your grad. And I was like, man, Frost is so good. And so congratulations. And one, I'm just super pumped to have you on because I feel like, of all the guys that act like they know what they're talking about when no one actually does, because again, it's fantasy and predicting, like, you know, the most about something we actually don't know anything about. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. No, I, exactly. Right. And, and what I pride myself on is just being able to just take in new information. And sometimes it contradicts what I believe before. Right. So just, it's, it's a continually, you know, moving thing throughout the off season. So I, I appreciate that though. His Instagram really is upper hand fantasy, but nobody on this show can follow him. Okay, if I see you guys following him, you're out of here. It's only for me. He's only mine. Um, I'm very territorial now. Uh, so I have some questions for you. Just, And a lot of them are, are general because here we are. We're getting close to draft season. I mean, if you draft now, that's probably too early, especially with these preseason games. You hate to have an injury before your season starts. So, But we're getting to that point where a lot of the drafting's happened. And when I'm looking at the first round, and it looks to me mostly, and I want you to correct me or tell me I'm an idiot or agree, but... The, the top four spots generally are the running backs. If it's Jonathan Taylor, and then it could go to uh, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Eckler, and then there's kind of a break, and it's like, do you, do you go receiver? Do you go another running back? So just talk with me and give me the top five. That's so why I want to go five. The top five running backs that you would take in, a, in the first round of the draft. Believe it or not, I'm perfectly fine going Christian McCaffrey number one before Jonathan Taylor. Like I totally understand Jonathan Taylor was a number one running back last year. But if you look at all the past previous, you know, overall number one running backs, they did a lot better than Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so obviously, you know, because he finished first, a lot of people want to put him first this year. But I am chasing that upside, you know, with Christian McCaffrey and what he showed. Um, but yeah, so I got him. I got JT number two. I got Dalvin, Kick, Dalvin Cook number three. Uh, he has his own little, you know, injury risk as well. But uh, Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry, round out those top five so you got two guys that you're it's all a risk but you got two guys that are again coming off injury issues McCaffrey I'm at last year you drafted him number one if you did um, and most people did last year um, and he was out most of the season and then again Dalvin Cook where he, he catches the ball a lot so if you're in a PPR league or a half point PPR those are points there as well but again both of those guys coming off injuries and you are saying that you would still take them in the top three picks I, I don't know if I'll take him in the top three picks but in terms of my top five running backs, like the, you know what I mean because I and, and just to say like I do like these these top three wide receivers this year they, these top three wide receivers have ridiculous amount of upside right and, and i'll say this between dalvin cook and christian mccaffrey i honestly think that dalvin cook is more of an injury risk than christian mccaffrey with that shoulder so then let's do this then give me your top five picks 
Um, anyway, I have to roll through the whole thing, but I, you know, I could be a little confused. I thought we because I would go, if it's me, I'm an idiot. I'm going running back, running back first two rounds. I'm an <laughs> idiot and I'm scared of wide receivers, uh, because you just, I just don't know if they're going to get the ball. And so many times, like I've, I just need three catches and I don't even get that where well, I know some running backs are going to get some carries, but talk to me about what you would do. Uh, for, let's do first six picks overall. Yeah. So I have right now, I have Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Cooper Cup. So those, so I actually have three running backs there, and I have the top three wide receivers in there as well. So I guess that answers the question about the wide receivers. So you have uh, Jefferson at number one, is that right, in the, your wide receiver pool? Yes, sir. Je- Justin Jefferson, followed by Jamar Chase, followed by Cooper Cup. And I know a lot of people are going to be surprised about Cooper Cup being number three after the monster season that he just had last year. Uh, but there is reason to believe that Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are the ones that go absolutely nuclear this year uh and cooper cup might get you know i mean listen his his season was a bit of an outlier it it was an amazing fantasy season i think it was the top points ever for a wide receiver uh for fantasy purposes but i do think that you know he comes a little bit down still at number three you you know so he's still gonna have an amazing season justin jefferson with the new head coach and a new offense that's probably going to help him am i hearing that in, in what you're saying 100%. 100%. Uh, you know, Kevin O'Connell coming in from the Rams, uh, you know, that system. And, and, you know, Jefferson just tweeted today. He said, I understand why Cooper Cup was so open last year. And he credits the system, right? And we're going to see Justin Jefferson in the slot a whole lot this year, a lot more than we saw last year. And he's going to be going up against linebackers and safeties. So, you know, it's wheels up for him. What about players that aren't being appreciated? And you look and go, why is their ADP so low? Okay, so there's a few guys, you know, and these guys, you know, are, are consi- for me personally, like I'm not, I don't want to leave my draft without a lot of these guys, right? Number one, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Brees Hall in the fourth round. He's a rookie running back who could potentially have, you know, a three down role. I understand bad offense, but, you know, he's going to potentially catch a lot of balls. Cortland Sutton in the fifth round, Allen Robinson in the sixth round, Michael Thomas in the sixth round. One of my favorites who, this is like probably my number one guy who I'm not leaving any draft without is Elijah Moore. He's going in the eighth round right now. Uh, you have Rashad Bateman going in the seventh round. Brandon Ayuk going in the ninth round. Um, and, and these guys all have a common theme, right? Like, and that's that their upside is league winning. You know, their upside is top twelve, top fifteen at their position. Uh, and those are the guys for me who are worth chasing. I'm not somebody who likes to chase those safe floors. I'm looking for potential league winners in every round because if you hit more often than not. You're, you probably have a league-winning team. A couple of people you brought up there, Ayuk in San Francisco, uh, Trey Lance coming in a quarterback there, they obviously see something between those two, and Ayuk had a, a pretty good end of the season last year, at least the second half of the season. I mean, is is he the guy? I mean, is, is he the guy with, with Trey Lance? You know, it very, well, it very well could be, and that's all the reports that are coming out of training camp, that not only do they have a serious rapport going on with each other. But on top of that, Ayuk seems to have taken another step forward going into his third year. If you look at the second half of last year, the season, it's hard to believe, but Brandon Ayuk actually out-targeted Debo Samuel, um, you know, in that second half, once he was out of the doghouse and became a full-time player uh, and playing almost every snap. So going into this season, you know, Brandon Ayuk was already a great prospect. He had an amazing rookie year. Uh, so the signs were all there for him to potentially break out in a big way at some point. And it seems to me like his skill set combined with Trey Lance attacking down the field, I think that could be a match made in heaven. It seems like uh, Garoppolo didn't like to throw down the field as much. Uh, and maybe that was a bit of why Debo got the ball in so many situations. They just wanted to get Debo the ball if it was in the backfield or if he was catching the ball. But 
Trey Lance is a different type of thrower. Any chance you would even draft at all a Trey Lance? Would you leave him on the waiver wire and maybe pick him up later? No, I mean, he's going in the ninth round right now. And I think, you know, because of his rushing ability, because of the fact that he's tied to Cal Shanahan, because of the fact that he has guys like Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, right? You know, and, and these guys have an amazing rapport. So I would not be surprised if he ends the year as a top five fantasy quarterback. You know, even if he doesn't make the strides we'd like, we'd like him to make in the pass game, the rushing production for a quarterback is just that important. If you play in a standard league with four, you know, point, uh, if you play in a uh, league with four point passing touchdowns, if a, a rushing quarterback goes for 800 rushing yards, that's an extra 25 passing touchdowns <laughs> to add to that total. So that's how important it is. Talk about Michael Thomas for a second because you brought him up. I think a lot of people are curious as to how he's going to perform this season. What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Well, obviously, there's risk you know, baked into his price right now going in the sixth round. I have a feeling that's going to move up even further given all the camp reports. We know what his upside is. You know, every single year since his rookie year, he broke out uh, and he's improved every single year for four straight years. Uh, and now you're getting a guy who could potentially be a top 12 wide receiver going in the potentially, you know, sixth round right now. But, you know, if you're, drafts, if you're drafting in a couple of weeks, most likely fifth round. Um, like I said, I'm a guy who's shooting for upside. He looks great in camp right now. He could potentially be that number one wide receiver. Remember, he did his thing with Drew Brees, you know, towards the end of Drew Brees' career when he wasn't thrown down the field that much. Now with Jameis Winston, yes, he could potentially throw a lot of interceptions, but he is a guy who can produce fantasy wide receivers. We've seen it before, potentially unlocking Michael Thomas' route tree, intermediate, deep, getting those high-value throws, and maybe not just slants, you know, all game long. This will be the last thing I ask you about the, the wide receivers here. But, you know, with Devontae Adams now playing for the Raiders and Hunter Renfro basically being that number two guy. But I would assume there's still some good value in Hunter Renfro because he's falling a bit and he's still going to get some looks. That's my assumption, but I'm not the expert here. How do you feel about that situation with Devontae and Renfro? You know, I think that's a great call, you know, because he did his thing last year, you know, and I think when you produce, when you, uh, when you produce, regardless of whether who's around you, when you produce, not all wide receivers can say that, right? Like, I, I totally understand the point where, you know, when, when people try to say that, well, he only produced because he, he was the only guy there. However, that happens to a lot of wide receivers and they don't end up producing. So I can totally see uh, him being... Now, I don't have him ranked too high because I do think Devonta Adams is going to get the lion's share of the targets. However, we've seen Josh McDaniel's system, you know, produce a ton of slot wide receivers, right? Uh, you know, whether it was Danny Amendola, whether it was Wes Welker, whether it was Julian Edelman, we've seen that, you know, uh, throughout his entire career. So I can totally see him outplay, you know, outplaying his ADP in a, in a big way. Um, but yeah, you know, he still has to compete with Darren Waller as well. You know, so this is a situation where the targets can be spread out a little bit. Uh, that's why I have a little bit of reservation for Hunter Renfro. But at the same time, we know that he's talented and he could potentially produce in this system. Give me three players that you feel are a little overvalued for whatever reason, and they're probably being drafted a little too high. Number one, I have Nick Chubb. You know, I understand he's one of the best running backs in the league for sure, but he's going off the board in the middle of the second round. He's not involved in the pass game at all. He still has Kareem Hunt there. Yes, th there is a possibility that Kareem Hunt ends up getting moved where, you know, Nick Chubb would definitely move up for sure, uh, but not involved in the pass game. You know, he his, his ceiling is a little bit capped because of the fact that Kareem Hunt is there, because of the fact that he likely won't be seeing 20-plus carries a whole lot. Um, 
Antonio Gibson in the fourth round, you know, even early fifth round. He has Brian Robinson there potentially, you know, stealing carries on early downs, potentially being the main goal line guy. Gibson had that role last year. He might not have that role this year. Then you have J.D. McKissick playing on passing downs and being the primary pass catcher there. So it seems like seems to me that Antonio Gibson might not get a whole lot of high-value touches this year uh, unless, he sees, unless we see an injury to one of those running backs. J.K. Dobbins, another guy around that same price tag, early, early you know, fourth round, early fifth round. J.K. Dobbins coming off the ACL injury. I know that he's potentially going to be ready for week one, but coming off the ACL injury, we don't know who the primary goal linebacker is going to be between him and him and Gus Edwards because we've seen them rotate that role in his rookie year. Uh, in his rookie year, he he played so so well. He's a very very talented back. However, he didn't see more than 15 carries that entire season, even with injuries in that backfield. So, I feel like there's a few red flags with J.K. Dobbins not involved in the passing game at all. Um, you know, these are the type of guys that I like to avoid, uh, especially when they're going in the range of some really really good high upside wide receivers. Drafting, it's always sexy to to pick a rookie that you're like, oh man, they're going they're going to crush. They're, but more times than not, I've been disappointed with rookie production. I think the one rookie I drafted that ended up being really good for me was was Najee. Other than that, it's always been hit or miss or mostly just miss. Now we look at the rookies coming in this year: uh, Spiller in Buffalo, Traylon Burks uh, in Tennessee. Uh, you could go Pickens. Like, what rookies do you think are worth drafting mid to late round because you think they will actually have production? Yeah, I think Brees Hall in the fourth round, uh, you know, that's a solid pick just because, you know, he's one of those guys who could potentially have an every down role. I know Michael Carter's there, but Brees Hall is somebody that is a, a potentially special player. Uh, and these type of players usually don't go in the fourth round. And I like to target these young, you know, running backs who have elite uh, you know, profiles when it comes to athleticism. Uh, Drake London, I know Mariota's there right now, but it's basically him and Kyle Pitts. And the target distribution is going to be super tight, uh, tightly distributed between those two guys. So I think Drake London, and he's showing, uh, you know, showing out in camp as well. Uh, Traylon Burks, you know, he's going to have that opportunity, you know, basically laid out on a silver platter for him. It's up to him to take advantage. But where he's going in drafts, I'm okay, you know, given the upside that he presents. Sky Moore is somebody that who's very interesting in Kansas City. Uh, Juju Smith profiles as, the, you know, that number one wide receiver behind Travis Kelsey. Uh, but Sky Moore is somebody who could potentially go in much later than Juju have a similar production to Juju this year when it's all said and done. It's looking like him and Patrick Mahomes are potentially having having some real rapport. Uh, just a couple of guys, just to knock out real quick, James Cook, if you're in a full PPR league, you know, he could potentially do big things for you. Uh, and, and Jahan Dotson is a sneaky one in Washington. It's hard to it's hard to kind of look at Carson Wentz as somebody who could produce, you know, a couple fantasy wide receivers there. Uh, but he's looking like he's having a really good camp. First round pick. You know, but, you know, a lot of people sleep beyond him. I think I said Spiller. I don't know where I said Spiller was going. I got all these teams in my head. But he's in uh, the, he's with the uh, Chargers, right? Didn't he get picked by the Chargers? Yeah, he yeah exactly. Behind exactly. He's going to probably be number two behind yeah. Eckler. That's and right. So, okay, well, the rookies, the one you would take in the first four rounds, though, uh, Brees Hall, other than that, yes. you're, you're you're waiting. Yes, that's right. That's right. And, and there's no rookies really worth taking until, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth round. All right, we'll do a quick little ending here. I'll give you the player and just give me a say thumbs up or thumbs down based on where they're projected to go in most of the projections. Uh, like a, a Najee Harris, good pick for where he's projected or no? I, I, I have a thumbs down on him. Uh, you know, he had a ridiculous amount of work last year and he, he finished as like the RB8 in points per game. 
you know, that's not going to happen this year. I think his upside is capped a little bit for where he's going. Swift in Detroit. Oh, big thumbs up. I think he could potentially be a top three running back this year. Uh, Jones in Green Bay. Uh, I was higher on him, er- higher on him earlier, but he is going to take a lot of those touches away, f- you know, those catches away from, you know, since De- Devonta Adams left, he's going to assume a lot of that, potentially leading this team in targets. Uh, solid second round pick, but I like guys like Saquon and Fournette over him. Uh, okay, I was going to say, those are the two I was going next. Saquon, <laughs> obviously, who was injured a lot of last year, but wh- how do you feel about him? Uh, you know, top three upside. You know, uh, I, he looks great in camp. I think he has the potential to see 80 to 100 catches this year, and just that alone on top of potentially 250 rushing attempts. Yeah, uh, even on a bad offense, he's a guy you want to target. Fournette's interesting because he came in extremely heavy. I, we, I yeah. think that's been talked about a lot. Do you expect him to play at the weight he played last year, and do you think he'll perform even up, even close to kind of the unexpected uh, production he had last year? Yeah, I think uh, he's already at the weight that he was at last year, so I think he's all set. I think that those reports early on in the offseason, you know, it, it, it was kind of like it, it was short-lived. Uh, he's look, It seems like he's looking good. He's back to his weight. I know they drafted Rashad White there. However, I think Tom Brady's going to pepper Fournette on early downs. It's a good offense, and you know he's going to have that goal line role. So I'm perfectly happy taping, taking him at the end of the second round. I'm going to say to everybody listening, this is the guy. It's my favorite guy. I didn't know him. I literally was uh, just on the For You page, and I always check out fantasy folks, and I spent some time looking at Upper Hand Fantasy, and I was like, okay, I'm going to follow. I don't even follow that many people, but to me, he is the best, and I'm super pumped that you came on. Congratulations on your success, and we will check back in in a few weeks and keep killing it, and I'll be following. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. All right, good to talk to you. All right. Eddie, Lunch, and Ray, we're the sore losers. Three guys in their 30s and 50s who love to talk about sports, even if we're not right all the time. Ow! Quick game. <laughs> Easiest job in sports. Ooh, I got that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the head coach of the Cowboys. Basically, the owner, Jerry Jones, is the coach. Okay. That's Nothing funny. to do. That's true. No, no, no. The easiest is Antonio Brown's agent. I mean, what's he got? <laughs> that phone ain't ringing, dude. Go to the islands. You can take the rest of the year off. Guys, you're missing the easiest job. It's a recruiting coordinator for the University of Alabama football. No one has to recruit. All you got to say is, I'm with Alabama football. They're like, where do I sign? <laughs> That's true. Subscribe and listen to Sore Losers on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Frost Siddiqui, awesome. Fantasy football, I'm ready. It's almost draft time for me. Join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football. Rainmakers is the first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings and is the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. You can play all season for millions of prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. I can see Eddie who likes to do this stuff. I can see it. I can see you guys going in. You don't even know about it. And I can see you over there getting excited about it. I love it. You're going to text Steve right now and be like, dude, we got to do this. Come on. Okay. You can. I know. And your wife's going to kill me. Uh, Right now, everybody can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is super easy. You just buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs to some of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. You can craft lineups of athletes for your NFT collection, earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. So you're basically, Eddie, you're getting the NFTs and how good they do. You know how much I love dude, NFTs. I know. You love dude, it. You know it. Basketball. This guy's they're all about it. Dude, they <laughs> oh, were for hours. Really? Oh, basketball, yeah. they were for hours. That's why when I read this, I was like, Eddie's about to. <laughs> uh, download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with the promo code Bobby Sports. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Promo code Bobby Sports. Build, play, win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void or prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, boys and girls, uh, let's do this. Your final 
sports opinion of the week. And I'm going to go to our whistling Dixie. You didn't whistle Dixie, but you did whistle, and I couldn't think of anything else to go with whistle. But Kevin, you're up first. <laughs> okay, I didn't know who we were going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the final sports opinion of the week. I am um, upset, but also jealous at the same time of the Steelers organization because they continue to find wide receivers that are just slept on and passed on, and they found another one in George Pickens. We all knew he was good at Georgia, but he had some injury concerns, and he was hurt last year. And what do they do? They pick him up in the second round, and I know it's only been one game, one preseason game, but he already looks like a stud, looks like a dude, and as a Patriots fan, we don't know how to draft any wide receivers. So just one time, Bill, just draft a good receiver. But Correct. Pickens looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to make Kenny Pickett really good. Yeah. Pretty good, but really good considering. Do you think Kenny Pickett's going to start? Um, maybe not week one, but I, I think by week six. I, same. I think he's going to make Kenny Pickett good. Oh, yeah. Like for the next three or four years, he's going to make Kenny Pickett a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, but it's preseason game one. I know. <laughs> I know. I try not to buy the hype. I know. Yeah, I know. We all do though. It's preseason. I know. And I, I don't. Yes. <laughs> but I, this is what the Steelers do. They take these wide receivers, right. develop them. Deontay Johnson. Look at the Patriots. So they make defensive players. They make linebackers out of. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So each, I guess everybody has their own little niche. Yeah, I like it, though. Eddie, what you got? Yeah, so I've been watching a lot of uh, training camp footage, coverage, and all that stuff. And I just think from the cool fights that there have been, every time, like, a team comes in and, oh, we're going to do a little scrimmage, there's a huge fight. When helmets practice like, together in the yes, scrimmage, yeah. Every yeah. single time. So instead of preseason games, I would like to televise training camps. Like, th- those scrimmages that they have with announcers and everything, let's go, because those are fun to watch. Those fights are amazing. I'd rather watch that than dumb preseason week one and two. So yeah. you want to televise preseason scrimmages. <laughs> with now, cool fights. With their little pads on their helmets. <laughs> the cool fights. I don't think that you're wrong because at one point someone said, I want to televise the combine. And idiots went, well, that's stupid. Who's going to watch people run? Yeah. And I love it. And we love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I don't watch yeah. all of it, but I definitely, if I don't watch it, I go check and see. So if there's a way to make money. Even like, you know, a stream of training camp would be cool because like I was watching the Chiefs too and I saw Mahomes just half-assing exercises, like not even touching his toes, not even going past his knees. And I'm like, this is good stuff. And the people to work out harder. They, said <laughs> yeah. that they have practice better. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Adam Hambrick. Who? Um, Titans fans, I've heard a lot of grumbling about Ryan Tannehill, especially after he folded up against the Bengals like a cheap lawn chair. Um, but something kind of like I heard some stats this week that kind of changed my thoughts on how he performed last year. They were talking about uh, how much down and distance he had to go on third down because the Titans ran the ball on first and second down more than any other team in the NFL, which you're not shocked about that because they have, uh, you know, King Henry. But on third down, Tannehill had so much down and distance to go, and everybody on the field knew that he was throwing the ball on third down all year long last year and they still won all those games. They still made the AFC Championship. Um, he he showed up in some big spots last year, um, especially when Taylor Lewan was coming off uh, surgery. They were chipping with running backs, chipping with tight ends, so he was down a man, and everybody on the field knew every time he was throwing the ball. Um, so I'm really interested to see what they got this year with a health, with healthier offensive line. Um, Derrick Henry back full speed. Um, I, I, I'm not out on Ryan Tannehill. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to have a good year. And finally, I'll go. I think the live tour is good for golf, and here's why. Come on. <laughs> I now do think you're talking. I do think it's good for golf. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let's go. I want to hear this. So, first of all, the Saudis don't care about golf. 
They literally don't. They don't play over there? They don't no, watch no, the Masters? Well, listen, I don't know what they do over there. <laughs> they're not buying their but dollar I, beers. Yes, I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but this, it's like the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund that is funding this, and they do things in order to allow a better view of their country, and they've decided to get into sports to, to do this. They, they have unlimited money. And so that's how they're able to, that's why they throw, you know, 150 at Dustin Johnson, 250 at Phil. Yeah. So, and it is, right now it's novel to see them doing, but what's happening is the PGA is having to go, oh, we have competition, we have to get better. And you're seeing it a little, and they don't want to admit it, but they're going, well, next year our purses are going to be bigger. Well, next, you know, they're seeing the Live Tour, which by the way, Mm -hmm. by them making it better, I'm not saying the Live Tour is awesome because I think that is some bad money right there. The PGA has got some stuff to work on too. Every every business does. That's real bad money there. That's like, 9-11 Nine yeah. Eleven money there, that that same money funded what that ha- is. So, but what's happening is if we're just looking at golf, they're going to make the PGA have to learn to be more competitive and more compelling as a, as an organization. I don't think the Lift Tour is going to be around forever either. I think it's a novel thing to be around for a few years. It's gone. We'll remember it. We'll remember a few. Phil Mickelson will always be associated with going to the Lift Tour. Yeah. But I think just for golf, I think it's good for golf because. You get better because of competition or and somebody pushing you. Now, are they going to try to make money from this, or are they just cool no, no, giving these guys a lot of money? Their and- money is like their the currency they're making yeah. is a better look for Saudi Arabia. They're going to need more than like, just that's what doing they want. Golf. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> like yeah. way more than golf. Yeah, that's not. They have billions and billions and billions okay. of dollars. Money to isn't this. a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, so yes, they're not making dollars, but what they want, they're getting, which is. Maybe people going, oh, Saudi Arabia's not so bad. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the goal of this. They do other things too, but this is how they're doing it in sports. What sucks for us is we don't get to watch like Phil and, you know, a lot of the, I mean, I don't know. There aren't like huge, huge names, but if you are a Dustin Johnson fan, you don't get to see him unless you go to YouTube and watch live. I don't know anyone watching I mean, Unless this I was stuff. watching a major anyway. Yeah. I wasn't seeing any Dustin Johnson anyway. Yeah. Oh, I was, man. Yeah, but I'm you're putting, gambling putting, on that Putting a crowd. dollar on Dustin yeah, Johnson. I know. <laughs> so I guess if you're on DraftKings Sportsbook at 2 in the morning trying to get yeah. your fix for the next day as they're you know, playing in Omaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you know, the steak open. <laughs> but I think the, for golf only, I think the Live Tour is great for golf because it's making the PGA have to address some things that they didn't have to address because they had no competition. And so the PGA will now get better. Listen, Tiger flew. I think him and Rory flew in. Tiger got in his own car. Drove over to this meeting and was like, F them. Like, they had the big meeting, yeah. like, two days ago. And you see Tiger Land getting his, what, what's his brand? It was a Nissan, I think. He has oh, a, no, he has Gen- a, it was the, it's whatever you wrecked in, right? It, but, yeah. it, but, but that's his Genesis? endorsement. Genesis. But what is his company? That's a weird, you'd think Tiger would get in, like, a Porsche or something. <laughs> it used to be Buick, isn't it? It's, it's I think it's Buick. Buick. Yeah, I think it's Buick? Buick. Okay, yeah. okay. Whatever it is, he gets in, like, a mom car. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, he's been paid so much yeah. for that it's mom car. It's a sedan. It's a soccer um, mom car. It was like a silver SUV yeah. soccer mom car. It's yeah. a Buick. It's a Buick? Yeah. yeah. Buick? yeah. Huh. So uh, that's my opinion. Um, I hate to live tour, and I hope it burns. And I do think it's making golf better because the PGA is having to correct some things they would have never had to correct otherwise. All right. That'll do it, folks. Uh, Mike, if you want to hit the music there, let me thank DraftKings, our great, wonderful sponsor. And Eddie's going to go check out Rainmakers Football for sure. I'm already on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and DraftKings Sportsbook. And we just encourage you to please use that promo code because it, it helps this show. It funds this show. You know how Saudi Arabia gets the <laughs> <left> tour? <laughs> how? DraftKings funds this. Bobby Sports. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, Bobby Sports is the promo, promo code. code. So thank you guys. We will see you next time. Thanks to our guest, Faraz Siddiqui, excellent fantasy football guy. Follow him, Upper Hand Fantasy, obviously, and Dan Orlovsky, who's awesome. Um, we got really cool guests coming up. Um, I don't, do I even want to say, Mike, who we have coming up or no? No, you don't have to. Okay. But let me just say one thing. His name rhymes with Roe Rontana. What, are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Oh, yeah, no. dude. I'm not at all. I'm not a, maybe, though. Maybe, though. That would be amazing. That would be the dream guest. <laughs> oh, so my that's gosh. the dream guest before the season's over. No, I'm Freddy. not a Niners fan. I thought you were a Niners fan. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved Joe Montana. That's why yeah, I said that. Exactly. So if we get him, we'll try to get him for you. <laughs> That'd be cool, dude. All right. We will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Wait, we, we didn't blow, blow a whistle. whistle. Oh, hold on. We're still on. You still rolling? <laughs> hey, forgot Mike the whistle. Are we still rolling? We're still rolling. Second episode, man. We got 24 left. I got to pick somebody who won. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is the 24th episode. The person who's blowing the whistle today. Man. Who would that the MVP. Oh. Yeah. MVP Ooh. of the show. Hey, Kevin can't blow it every week. Why not? Wait, no. Nah, I mean, yeah. every week he's going to blow 25 whistles? <laughs> he could. He's he, good. He oh. makes a lot for one man. <laughs> he made me the, the, the whistle leader. Right now he is with one win. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to say today's whistler will be. Eddie. What? Hold on. I'm running cameras. I wasn't even ready. All right. (laughs) Take us out of here, Eddie. All right. See you guys next week. Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Brandon's an awesome artist. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. Thanks to our guests and thanks to our crew. My co-host, Adam Hambrick, at Adam Hambrick. Our segment producer, at Kickoff Kevin. Our video producer, at Producer Eddie. Head producer, at Mike Distro. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones, and we will talk to you next week on 25 Whistles.